This week, we're taking you to market because if you've never been, you're missing out. We're sharing our market planning advice, survival techniques, and the most important part, what to wear. We even share our top questions for trade vendors. You might just catch us at Vegas and High Point this year. Let's go. Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Just another repeat performance. <laughs> but this episode? Um, this episode, because <laughs> I forgot to record our earlier one. It's a little behind oh, the scenes for you. We're just all giving you a peek behind the curtain over here. Yeah, let's call it practice. So this one's going to be this way better. Our version of reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> unscripted how's your week been um busy but to the point where like come friday i was like hey we're probably not going to get a whole lot done today because i had fried myself like through thursday Mm -hmm. so friday was kind of like a half day or a phone it in friday as i like to call it that i mean we're not here just so we can work harder yeah i could answer urgent calls i still did a couple things like sending out my project updates but you know by the afternoon we were kind of (laughs) done i'm done by most afternoons so yeah like that was not a push it to three kind of day that was like uh well it's lunchtime and i'm done (laughs) sounds nice the dream so let's get into the fizz and sizz okay my fizzle i have been i feel like i'm designing a lot of kitchens and bathrooms which is i feel like a lot of us right now but bathrooms in particular you know y'all know i hate staring at toilets i hate seeing toilets when you walk in if i can put them somewhere where they're hidden by a cabinet or tucked around a corner. I'd love that. And one of my clients just really, really wants the toilets in a little commode room. It's just not possible, even after so many floor plan options for these two bathrooms, that it's it's not going to happen. There's no way to do it. They're huge. It's this big bulky closet like in the middle of the room and it just doesn't look good. It's going to block windows or block light. So, yeah, and you don't want like a tiny shower and just to have that, like your bathroom still has a door on it. Yeah. I mean, it's not great to have the pony wall there to tuck a toilet away, but it's also we're in previous 1950s and 60s bathrooms. You were lucky if the toilet wasn't the immediate first thing in front of you. So we're making improvements here. In the 1800s, you were lucky if it was inside. (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we're moving towards like a lot more just nice to haves and yeah no one's going into the outhouse yeah it's i mean it's not ideal but it's okay so as you um so aptly named it on the first recording that was my pizzle of the week (laughs) your pot to pizzle in (laughs) my pot to pizzle (laughs) bathroom chat Next time on Hot Young Designers Club. (laughs) Sizzle of the week, y'all. I know that you don't watch this. And I don't even know how many of the listeners do. Because I think a lot of people think this like, oh, it's a gay show. But you guys need to be watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And right now we are so blessed by Mother Ru to be given (laughs) two seasons to watch at a time. Like, we have... The U.S. RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 is out on VH1. Steal your friend's VH1 login if you need it. 
And then because I am a sucker and I buy into the whole drag race universe of things, I subscribe to the Wow Presents, which is the production company that makes the episodes. And they are airing RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two. And it is like, I mean, the accents alone make the show hilarious, but it they, it's such a different brand of drag like a comedy. Different drag culture. Oh, totally. And then half the time you need the subtitles on, you need closed captioning on your TV to know what the heck they're saying because of all the various English accents, depending on where they are in the UK. It's Is RuPaul great. hosting that one? RuPaul is hosting UK, but she doesn't always host in, she didn't host Drag Race Canada or Drag Race Thailand or Drag Race Holland. She had other Jeez. famous famous drag personas host in those countries. She really knows how to monetize. Man, if she, if she can make a buck and keep the lights on over at BBC and VH1, then I mean, you know what? We can keep the lights on here at Hot Young Designers Club. Really, she deserves it though because she has been she in this game main- so and she like long. mainstreamed it for sure. Yeah. She went through enough canceled shows and all this stuff to finally find what worked and to like hit it. And the show is Emmy award winning. Like it's a really great show. I I don't know. I laugh my head off so many times during the episode, like can't breathe, can't catch my breath laughing. So it's a really good lighthearted show. Yeah. I feel like I'm really screwing up like, my GBF status by not watching it. So I'm Cecily would it. love it. They're all princesses. Yeah, no, she really would. She's okay. gonna give you and fashion. It, okay. <laughs> yeah, she needs to work on her catwalk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my sizzle. There's two seasons to be watching right now. Oh, that's a lot of content. It's I you better stop working so much and really <laughs> buckle in. Gotta watch more drag race. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. So Fizzle, I had a bit of a week last week. Girl, understatement. Jesus. Anyway, follow me on Instagram. You already know all this stuff. But Sacramento had like this major storm. And I know California and major storm doesn't really get anyone excited if you're on the East Coast, especially right now. But we had a really bad windstorm, knocked out like the entire city's power for a day. Like more than a day. So the whole city lost power for a day and people were getting it back on. Ours was out for a day and a half. It was horrible. I had to get like my pioneer woman situated and learn how to light my (laughs) stove with (laughs) lighter so I could reheat my coffee full-on camping status yeah it really did it was really nice and cute the first night because we had like candlelit takeout and the second day was like all right I had to find another place to work so (laughs) yeah like it's fun for that first day and then it's yeah it's like snow day (laughs) which we never get like we never get like acts of nature even when the cities are burning we don't even get to close so that sucked desmond got hurt playing so he was like out of commission he still kind of is and then on sunday i fell off of a six inch curb and broke my foot so mercury in retrograde yeah mercury really kicked kicked herself off i've never broken a bone before Um, either i just know it's painful and scary yeah, I mean, it's definitely it does not feel good to fall down when you're older, <laughs> when you're not that hot or that young anymore. <laughs> it's scary too, because you're like, oh, this is gonna be the one. Like, I'm gonna break my hip now. Or, oh my like, god, I didn't even think about that. Like, it I just, just makes you wonder. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, it makes you wonder all the things. Like, super grateful I live in a one-story house super grateful my family is like helpful and at an age where they can't Cecily can help yeah um, like she could also, go inside and get you help 
Yeah, she's well. Also, just like like now, she could call nine she one can. one. Oh my god! I'm thinking yeah. of these things. I mean, you need her to be like, get my, get mommy's phone. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! Seriously, but also like, like learning firsthand accessibility needs and just all the different flooring changes and transitions and how that affects my mobility. I don't know. It's been a learning curve for sure. And how long it takes you to warm up your coffee now. (laughs) Everything's so much harder. Everything takes a million times longer than it ever did before. Yeah, everything. So, so that was a big fizz. A sizzle is, it seems like a silly thing, but I have been trolling facebook marketplace for months to try to upgrade my desk yes and i knew exactly what size i wanted i wanted like an executive desk so it could float in my office have a finished back executive realness yeah i want to serve some executive realness and fire people from across my (laughs) monitor (laughs) get your things and get out desmond I have nobody to fire. But <laughs> Des- Desmond's like, what? <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I found this beautiful gem with like really horrible pictures. So I knew it was going to be good. And I when, you said, when you said beautiful gem, that's Cecily talking. Oh, yeah. She, is look at this beautiful gem this beautiful <laughs> gem with her shiny brass hardware that just needed mm-hmm. a little polish and yes yeah, she has like i've never had a desk with so many drawers and organizational opportunities and those little cutting board slide outs that come out on both sides so you can pile them up like a angry cpa yeah, I can get my calculator out and just, just type and have the, the but it has paper. to have the receipt tape coming out. <laughs> and then God, you're like so typing cool. faster than it can print. Like Yes. Maybe even on both sides. I could have like double. Oh going. no. I'll get my little CPA I'm, green. I need to stop visor. this. I need a little visor. What are you like a horse <laughs> racer <laughs> racketeer at, or something? Like I work at Hogwarts Bank. What is it? Um Green Dots. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, why don't why did that take a second for me? I should and not Slytherin. should not take that long. Okay. Anyway, it was $75. She's so cute. She's vintage with turn legs and like when could you ever get something that cheap? Like, let's just be real you know like never like i was looking at real pieces from trade sources because i'm like okay maybe i'll just invest but it's like a lot more than 75 dollars to do that even with our trade discounts yeah yeah and i wasn't quite ready and i like to redecorate every two weeks so i'm not a great yeah candidate. you don't want to invest too much into it no, but if we get to go to market, I will be investigating to see because maybe I will. Maybe I'll be ready. I mean, th- you could find something spectacular at market that you didn't even know existed for you. And yeah, and get to see how the drawers work and all that. All the fashion. But there is mm. something sturdy about a big old desk that you don't get in a lot of new stuff. Totally. And I love... I don't know. I was saying this on my stories. I kind of like that it has like dings and ink stains and all this stuff. Like it had like a productive soul. Yeah. Like it's already else's... lived a really good life. And Yeah. So I'm going to take that energy and pull it into myself. Well, and now at least it's got a spot for you to put your foot up underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Desmond's not on it. When he's not camping in there like a cave. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to get into the episode this week because we've been kind of putting this one off since attending markets has not been a thing. It hasn't been happening, but y'all 2021 is optimistic. Happening. We're optimistic. So start We're planning, start, plan- start planning ahead. I'm going to see all the hotties there. All right. Let's talk about the elusive market. 
Oh, man. <laughs> okay, you guys, like in anticipation of everything that's in store for us that the universe is paying back to us this year, we want to talk about markets. Yeah, in and the season of new hope, we're feeling very optimistic. Yes. And if you've gone back to our process party episode where we talk about working with trade vendors and buying to the trade at wholesale prices, like this is the pairing, like a good Mm -hmm. wine. We're pairing this markets talk to go with that idea because that's how we find a lot of our sources. Yes. Yeah. And it's just so inspiring on so many different levels. So we should just start with why it's valuable to us. Okay. I feel like it's a multi-pronged approach about what we get out of market. So first and foremost, there's a social aspect. And that's even for my introverted extrovert self, the social aspect of getting to be around the energy of other designers, talking with people, ooing and aahing over things for you and I socializing and kind of having a crew to just be around when we're by ourselves so much is really inspiring. Yeah. And I've been to a few Vegas shows with designer friends, the last one being with you. And yeah, it's just like really fun. I mean, it's always fun shopping with a friend, but just having somebody else like draw your eye to different things or having Mm -hmm. different experiences. That part's really fun. And I think like our last trip to Vegas was a year ago now, right? Like Like a year ago this week. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't heard the backstory, that's where we met for the first time, actually. Also, where have you been for the whole, you know, Last year of our podcast, if you didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, we've, we've maybe talked about that a few times, but it was also the most social I've ever been at a market and coincidentally or not the most fun I've ever had. It like made me want to stay extra days where before I would, I still had fun with the, my friend that I went with, but we didn't need to go for four days because like... Yeah. You kind of were done by that point. Yeah. Like we were just going fast. It's also, we were like going fast because it was just the two of us. We weren't stopping a lot to chit chat. But when you and I went, we stopped a lot and <laughs> chit chatted a lot with each other, but also designers. We stumbled along and we fangirled with uh, yeah, and caught a cab with Jenny McDonald, which was amazing. I know. And now we're like BFF. I'm just kidding. No, we're not. But I mean, we We are. We're not. mm, We kind of are. It's like. We're not not. not. It's kind of like (laughs) that. Did you ever watch the show? My crazy (laughs) ex-girlfriend. No. She's like obsessed with uh, this guy. And she like changes her job, moves, come like, I mean, everything. And then shows up like where he is unannounced. I'm not going to do that, Jenny. Sorry. I promise I will not do that to you. Oh, like when I showed up with a little neckerchief at our call that we had when we interviewed Jenny. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be so. But I think that's like, that's part of the fun is to have those moments, to have the time to let those things happen and not be like, well, I got to get back to my showroom list. And it's like, stop to give yourself that time because we so infrequently do this for ourselves in our industry. This is your one chance to sort of, it's like spring break for designers. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you guys will feel if you're kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty shy normally and wouldn't just like rattle someone's cage, but if you see us or if we end up doing meetups, like we really hope you're involved with that. Yeah. I I mean, I know we're a little bit ahead to know exactly what's going to happen. Trust that you guys will know when we know what's going on because there's, I mean, there's two major markets for, for me that I think, well, not major maybe, but they're each different caliber. Like high point is the market in National, North Carolina. Yeah. That's, that's really like, that's huge. And then Vegas is nice just because it's close to us. 
the west coast like pop in yeah yeah a lot of vendors aren't there that would also that will show in high point and then there's just a different caliber of audience for some furnishings and things like it's very expensive for them to go to these and to have showroom space so if I feel like Vegas is a good place to wade in to get looking at things and then high point is like a an undertaking yeah we're gonna have to like work out before we go to high point <laughs> like build up our stamina it's i mean it's worse than like i'm not gonna say worse it's kind of like being at disneyland all day you have to pace yourself you have to know when mm-hmm. to rest take a break you can have overload like stimulus overload yeah so it's like when like when i was in paris i'm like i have beauty fatigue like i can't look at any more pretty shit for a minute like <laughs> all these just... buildings are so pretty they're all now ugly yeah, like this, so all this many priceless them. art, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like that where you're like, oh, yeah, another gorgeous chair. Like, you have to be prepared Bu- for it and have tools. play all day. Okay, enough already. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like, I f- like just yesterday, I was starting to go through my, not starting, but I went to reference my Vegas photos to see if I had any snapshots of some chairs I was looking at because you know you can't trust the website so oh my god no and so like I have some tips on that and things that I've learned and will continue to do better at but yeah you can't take too many photos I don't think (laughs) I mean it just when your brain's tired and doesn't want to like yeah when your brain doesn't want to take any more in like just snap a picture and deal with it later you know that's Scroll with it while you wait for your flight home or ooh and ah over them for weeks later. We should talk about how do how do you get to market, like registration, what's out there. There's markets all over, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, or no, Dallas, Dallas yeah. New York. Like everyone has one. So I don't know where every listener is. I mean, we know where a lot of you are, but if you're thinking about a market you can register to attend markets in your area. If you go to one market website, they generally link to other markets because a lot of them are owned by the same companies. Like so Vegas they, like, and High Point are owned by the same management. Right. Like they'll cross promote the events because they want people to attend, you know, from from the whole country. But if you're going to kind of make a real effort out of it, I would say this is a phase where you already have like a formed business should like ideally have your resale certificate. So the idea would be you're going because you want to be able to start selling to the trade product Mm -hmm. and you need to be ready for it. Otherwise I feel like it can all just go over your head if you're not putting yourself in the perspective of buying it for a client and it's great to go look at pretty stuff if that, but that's like a different way to attend it. I think you should just be ready to have accounts being set up and be thinking about how yeah, you're going to Yeah, how, how are you going to sell this product? Like you can go in with, I've gone with actual like shopping needs of certain items I'm Pieces. trying to source, but also, yeah, in general, like you should be learning the lines and kind of where they will live in your repertoire and kind of the price point, what you think you can sell stuff at and build your um, vendor list. Yeah. And and you can, you can attend without that, but you do still need to have a formed business. Like they're going to ask for your website when you go to register, they're going to want to know your position, what you're interested in, because they don't just want It's not open to the public. Yeah. Right. They don't want consumers. They don't want looky-loos. Like, even if you can bring like one guest, but they have to be a non-buyer. Like if you had a spouse or someone you with bring, you. People bring clients. I think that's gross, but yeah, that might be because I just wouldn't want to travel with my clients. And then I also don't want the clients there seeing the pricing. Cause right, because the, the pricing is the, the scariest pricing. part. Like, I don't want a client there going like, oh, well, if we're buying this sofa for $2,000, why are you charging me for? And it's just like, hey, ma'am, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Calm I think down. Like, if that's your pricing model, that it's like cost plus, right? Like a flat then, percent. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but that's just not my jam. But I just think that's also part of the fun. Is like you're there with designers, 
you're not there with clients, you're trying to like enjoy it, but it's not like there's a big hurdle to entry as far as like, they ask for your website, they don't ask for your resale certificate. They just want to know like, what's your intention of coming? And I don't, well, I don't know. It's been so long since I first registered. I thought I I had to like say like, just say like how much you buy, your website, your name. Any companies you're currently doing business with. Uh, that might have been the first time. It's been a minute, guys. I can't yeah. recall. Because once you're registered and you're like in their system to go to future events, it's just a really quick like relink process. So that's much faster. But I would say, yeah, this is definitely not a looky-loo situation because by the time you're actually going to be ready to use those things, those lines will probably not be the new seasonal lines anymore and those furnishings may not be available so it's one of those things you kind of want to feel like it's timely and if you miss one market guess what there's like i don't know there's dozen there's at least a dozen around the country all year so yeah and i think they all kind of or not all but some of them specialize in certain things like dallas i think is a little bit more gift oriented and new york is and then yeah like not like not all vendors are in Vegas, but yeah, they are in High Point. Usually they are in both. There's a lot of furnishing and case goods in High Point. Yes. So of course the last, I don't know, 250 days have been a little tricky with travel and 2020 was a <laughs> bit of a wash. Luckily we got one in. Yeah. Under the wire. But yeah, I am really looking forward to attending this year feeling optimistic like I said I booked my flight to go to April Vegas Vegas market is in April this year they moved it back from winter market in January so it's the same Mm -hmm. market just push forward a season into the spring high point will be in the fall Mm -hmm. so y'all we'll be there unless things just Turning I mean, the complete shit show. Yeah, if something really goes south on us or goes sour, we can, we have refundable tickets, but it's kind of happening, guys. So we'll tell you more as things get closer, but this is still early. We're still figuring it out. We, it, it, this might be one of those like in the checkout line at a store and you're just like, impulse, I'm going to try to do this because I'm feeling optimistic, but I'm putting that energy. I want to manifest it into existence. So. Yes. We have some, yeah, we have some tips though on how do you get through market? And I think when you register, this would be the one going back to registration. Okay. You're registering probably I think the easiest thing to do is use like a throwaway email address that you is not your main primary, like doing business email address to register because they're going to send you a bunch of stuff and email you and some of them you'll want and some of them you won't. And well, it's each, kind of vet, nice each it, showroom will, will. Yeah. I think I'm going to take that advice this year. Cause then you come back from market and 20 of the emails are in your primary inbox and you're trying to work with clients Every single day, though. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, at night, they're going to be sending you. But otherwise, you're going to be spending time grabbing them and putting them in like a Vegas market subfolder in your inbox so you can go back later. But it's just easy if they all go to like, you can create one, like literally create just a Renstead Interiors at Gmail, like do a cheapy one if you have to, if you don't already have another, you know, general inquiry box create something if you need to, to get all that junk out of the way so you can get back to work. So that's like number one, make it easy on yourself before you register. Cause once they have your email, they have it. (laughs) Well, in every single showroom you walk into, they scan your badge, which means they capture your information so they can send you newsletters for that showroom. Right. Or totally fine, but a lot. Or the showrooms have like the wedding registry scanners where you can scan the stuff that you love Mm -hmm. and then they email it to you afterwards, which is amazing. But you want to put that all somewhere where you're going to get to it and not just junk it or trash it. Yeah. 
Hey, Sean, have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter? Oh, no. Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk? No, no. Let me do it. Where do I need to go? You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com. Scroll down until you get to the subscribe button. Just pop in your email address and your name. All right. I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam? It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience. And maybe once in a while, a special surprise or a recap. All right. I'm on it. Thank you. Back to the show. Maybe let's start with the practical, like, this is the survival tips. Like, you're going to Disneyland. You're going to have to bring sunscreen. You have to do that. But this is market. So things are a little different. Yeah. Should we talk about, like, the fashion of it all? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's, like, our first question, right? The fashion. Okay. You're going to want to be cute, but Mm -hmm. you're going to need to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. You're going to walk around all day, up and down stairs, flights, around showrooms. It's like going to the mall all day. I mean, it literally is a mall. It's like three 10-story malls. Yeah. So not the day for heels, unfortunately, and probably not the day for the the boot like you you really it needs to have some cushion and some comfort because you're going to be hurting after a few hours luckily at vegas you're indoors so you are inside but yes yeah you don't have to worry about sunscreen and all that but or like asphalt like like (laughs) yeah like pounding the pavement yeah but you also need to feel you're gonna be Getting in and out of chairs. Like you don't want mm-hmm. a garment that's going to keep riding around mm-hmm. or moving up on you while you're mm-hmm. sitting in things and testing them out. Like you just want to feel like you have comfortable ability to do that. Maybe a light you, layer because it's cold. It's cold and hot. Yeah, like, sometimes like you're getting you get hot, busy. especially summer Vegas. Holy shit. Oh gosh, yeah. I literally but those are like passed out. <laughs> please don't do that. Oh, there will be water bottles everywhere. So don't bring any. They will have them in practically every showroom all over the place. And probably still with COVID precautions, I would think that they'd still have those little bottles. Right. Usually they have huge spreads of food, which is amazing. I'm curious to see how that will proceed. I've heard they don't do that anymore. Which is fine. There's other food options. There's Mm. food trucks outside, which are okay. But I'm sure if they're going to stop a lot of the indoor meals, they're going to have some other alternatives. But the nice thing is you're in Vegas. So there's some amazing places. Right. Like it's not a, it's not, doesn't have to be a bring your lunch type of place, please. No, but maybe bring a protein bar. Yeah, I would bring a power bar because there is like when you're, you can be kind of at a distance from food possibilities. And if it's not a big buffet anymore, then. You don't want to grouch out on whoever you're there with. <laughs> no, because it used to be like, oh, so-and-so is getting chips. Chipotle and they would have like. A whole burrito bar. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's happening for a while. So. Even if yeah, it's bring just a snack. snack. Yeah. Like a little mm-hmm. snack in your fanny back pack. But be cute because you are going to see people and you're going to want to take some pictures with people. And Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of designer uniforms with uh, the cute hat. Everyone will be the... wearing their big felt hat and their uh, prairie peasant dress or and their boots. Done with like a flowy top and a... And a suede cardi- boot. Yeah, booty. <laughs> <laughs> and a loose, a big oversized sweater. It's so funny. Yeah. Every time I get on the plane to go to the shows, I'm like, oh, designer, designer, designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely some of that going on. And then I'm always shocked when I see so people cute. in suits, though, because I'm like, okay, no, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> But no. some of them, I think, are buyers or... Right, like, they're corporate buyers, like William yeah. Sonoma Group and other people But then are there. you see, like... Some people call like make fashion of it. Like I just remember this guy in this like Pac-Man suit. 
like he had some flair like it was pac-man yeah it was like a full pac-man video game background yeah he had some i mean he did that (laughs) (laughs) he did that and he was feeling it so he was rocking it actually but yeah no need to like overly dressed to impress you're gonna see the full range like yeah you'll have people in yoga pants and i mean they're ready for that sweatshirt like i might mix that in honestly depending on (laughs) what my schedule is that day yeah yeah in a cute way but be ready to be comfortable you're gonna be in it all day have probably have like a small or light bag that you could really carry all day you don't need to like haul around stuff like don't accept any binders or pamphlets or any of that shit like maybe just a small notebook that you can write some notes in vendors a list or something that you could put it away yes more note taking but don't think you're going to be like getting materials or like you're you don't need that's not like when you go to the auto show and they have tons of stuff to hand you in like bags like you don't want they kind of will try but you don't have to you can tell like if a vendor wants to give you their catalog you mean hey actually can you just send it to me oh yeah no problem totally they can scan your badge and then do that done yeah don't be hauling stuff the Um, little bag is good though because you're gonna want to put a charger like an external battery for your phone phone charger for sure and the cord don't forget the cord you guys you're gonna need that too there's really nowhere to sit down and charge it in a wall there's not really great spots for that and that just well you're like airport style sitting on the floor like yeah we did did both didn't we we had to i think i burned through a battery and had a still wall charge yeah that it's definitely one of those events where you need to start the day with a full charge and you really need to focus on limiting your video like video and use of a lot of apps because you're going to use it up taking like taking pictures and video of stuff instagram stories will burn through your battery so yeah yeah. my tip might be to just like take video but then post them later when you're back at the hotel oh yeah because the the signal with so many people gets rough Mm -hmm. because it's just so much demand on the cell phone networks that there were times that people would get separated from us and then we're texting them where we're at and we it took so long to get where are you at ashley yeah and then we're like three showrooms behind she's like i went to the last one that i got because the texts were all coming in so delayed but she was like well i went there and we were like well that was like two hours ago (laughs) so yeah it was but you do want to keep like yeah you need your charge so and then the other like dumb tip i don't wear any kind of necklace or any kind of like cute thing accessory yeah, because your badge lanyard, you have to have it on all the time. So right. you just don't want to get all tangled up. Yeah, it'll it don't wear a lot of accessories. Like you're gonna be getting up, you're gonna be moving your the arm a lot, looking at fine. tags. We're not but... like we love a hat moment, so we'll be wearing our yeah. hats. I mean a hat will show up at some point because it's market, you're getting up early or you're tired and you're like, Okay, today's the ponytail day, today's the mm-hmm. hat day, like we're going to need those moments, but yeah, keep your badge. Don't have a lot of stuff on you. You don't need a lot of jewelry and bracelets and all that. Like you're, they're there to do business. Keep it light. Yeah. Yeah. Don't keep. Okay. This one is big depending on the phone you have. Make some room before the trip, archive photos, export stuff. You're going to need a lot of room. For photos. Yeah, photos, video, like clear out your space if you don't have enough. Download the market app. They usually have like an app they'll use so you can look up the directory of places on your phone if you need to. Because it can be kind of hard where to find a showroom if someone's like, oh, you have to check out Korean company. And you're like, where is it? Okay, I, this is where my Virgo really like kicks in. (laughs) My Virgo Girl Scout. Okay, so... I think I even like dragged you into this whole situation, but I get a little like OCD about being prepared for this kind of stuff. So I created a spreadsheet and I have it 
every year I pull it back up. Yeah. Update. So it's just like a little half sheet that I can just have in my pocket because again, you don't want to be draining your phone, like looking for shit all the time. The right. app is good for a pinch, but if you know in advance, here's our list. So there's three buildings. I have them organized by building, showroom n- room number, and then we would strategize per day. Like, so you and I, like we decided, okay, first day we're going to do this, yeah, this and this, and then make notes of like, if you know in advance you're looking for something specific or you want to check out a certain chair you have an eyeing or whatever, put it on that showroom in your list. Yeah. So, because again, like I, my brain tends to get really overwhelmed and frazzled when I'm overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So this was my way of kind of getting to be able to anchor myself and. You don't want to be on I'm the hanging- plane and be like, fuck. I didn't go to that one showroom that was like the one I really wanted to go to. Right. Or I forgot to sit on that chair that I spec'd for something. And so, yeah, I, it's been really helpful. And it also helps us like move through it. Like, okay, this is everything we have on this list. We don't need to go to the next floor. Like we did it. Yeah. And there's, and we'd leave when we planned it, we left leave room for spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave space for, things to happen you know that Mm -hmm. like oh there's a great speaker series that you know sometimes there are like multiple days where they do the same panel and you're like oh I missed it the first time someone recommended it I you don't want to feel like your day is so full it's sort of like when you go on vacation if it's if it's an eight to five itinerary you're gonna be frustrated so let there be room for it to be loose for you to move slowly through one showroom. And maybe you walk in another and you're like, okay, we don't need to be here more than 20 minutes. Like, no, yeah, like that's just... okay. You just do the quick, I call it the fruit loop when you just walk real fast to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, what, is the, <laughs> just like... what is the clueless make a lap before we commit to a location? Ah, uh, see. Okay. So that's like the idea. Well, <laughs> gay, gay terms here. Like when you get to the bar, you're like, okay, let's see who's here. Let's see what's going on. Where's the spot you want to be? So you do a fruit loop and you just kind of go real quick. Like, okay, <laughs> I love this lap. is the spot where we want to hang out. It's near the music. We can see the stage. You're far enough away. Sometimes you got to do a quick fruit loop of a showroom and you're like, yeah, I thought this is what it was going to be. And we're not going to spend any more time here. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Or somebody says, oh, you have to check out this place. And then like, so this is just me being OCD about it. But like, I jot it down i even had a little clipboard last time right yes you did you everyone, had like one of those little like five by seven uh everyone clipboards. was making fun of me but i think it my was clipboard so awesome like you had your little papers that you printed like to scale smaller we could go through like a checklist and you were able to write notes real time it's and we were really helpful. efficient and the yeah. other thing okay so this is my other like I don't know. This is for to each their own. But I also, I happen to have a few projects I was sourcing at that time. So I printed out like my little design plans with some questions or holes that I had. So I was looking for dining chairs, I think. So yeah, for each client, I kind of put like their little mood board or design plan. So I had a visual of what I was trying to fill. And then if I had some notes, like this client, I wanted to look at these four hands chairs and these dovetail or whatever. And then I would write notes of like, nope, not comfortable or these are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I went and even not related to a design client, like anything that I was interested in looking at, I would scan before I left. I scanned a bunch of vendors to just make note of the ones I wanted to specifically look for and make notes of them because when you're again when you're in the showroom get overwhelmed it's easy to miss a random dining chair that you realize like shit that is something like i needed that i needed to look at that yeah i think i like hard copy notes just because it's faster you could definitely set it up in evernote or your notes app or whatever but yeah, if you're on your phone all day, that's gonna zap it. I mean, this might honestly be iPad, iPad Pro type of trip. Like, ooh, like bring that so we're less reliant on our phone, but we also can exchange between them. Like, but as you like 
photo just think tip. it through of like how you like to work like the chicken scratches made it easier for me when i was like feeling rushed or yeah you not a couple to fumble around but yeah you have to unlock anything and type it and mm-hmm. as you're as you're doing that, think about, like, you're not going to really take the time just being realistic. You're not going to have the time to mark up a photo with notes. It's just not going to, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So as Maybe you're going. Maybe on the iPad, that might be like a good. I know, I'm thinking that may be an experiment because the battery lasts longer too. And you can so write, write on a photo with your pencil. Yeah. So as you're moving. That would be a tip, whether you, however you decide to do it, like as you're navigating all the places before you go in to every showroom, Mm -hmm. take a picture from the outside with the vendor name, get the Mm -hmm. entrance. So you remember, and then it'd be good if you could get it to have their name and also see the showroom in the background because it all blurs together. Mm -hmm. So you could go, oh yeah, that's that showroom that had X. Mm-hmm. And then follow that picture with your pictures of that showroom. So when you scroll through all your photos, it's going to be showroom name, all the photos you took in the showroom, next showroom name, all the photos you took there. Yeah, it's like your chapter it's easier. Yeah, it's just going to be hard to look back later and get close-ups of stuff that you like and the tag and the label, like, the model number, because some of the catalogs for these companies are huge. It's going to take you forever to find that one chair or like, don't forget to get the tags and the labels, the model numbers, so you can reference the stuff that you're interested in later. Yeah, I always take a photo of the piece and then a close up of the tag. And if it's kind of a specific texture or color, I try to take a close up, a good photo of the color of the material yeah they don't that's the biggest question you have later on websites like is this gonna be like truly a walnut color or is it gonna come out more more honey toned or or whatever i found that photos sometimes aren't color realistic like they can capture the texture but maybe not the color realistic and a short video Mm -hmm is helpful because you're also under these showroom lights, which are very bright and they're not a natural light color. And the photos sometimes don't capture everything correctly. And a really quick video of those kind of ambiguous colors can help them show up better. Okay, so my on, on this topic, my other <laughs> weirdo power user tip that I don't even think I've shown Sean this, I, my methodology, my methodology for the photos that once you're home, you have a million photos and it's like, great, what am I ever going to do with this? So what I've done is I've gone through on my computer, you can do a batch file rename. Mm -hmm. So if you know those showrooms, so you start at, you're at Arteriors highlight all those photos that are arteriors and then you do a batch file rename i have them as like lv winter market 20 arteriors and then whatever the name is or the file number is and then all of your arteriors ones are batched together and then if i'm feeling really crazy once you do that for every single vendor in showroom you can then start filing them into folders by lighting dining chair oh it's like a whole system so whenever i'm looking for dining chairs i can go into that folder and i know exactly what vendor it is because i've already renamed the file does that make sense yes i'm not looking by vendor i'm looking by type type of piece yeah and that'll make it just faster for yourself later because things do start to move quickly you want to feel confident about it or like when you're stuck like again like i've been in this dining chair (laughs) fucking loophole of my life for a client instead of going through a million websites like first I start with my dining chair folder of all the chairs I liked when I was at market and I saw them and now the iPhone even lets you do a caption on your picture yeah which is new and I'm gonna say sad in it it's comfortable blah 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 Yeah, that stuff is important. Like, is this, you have to really like get your notes and your thoughts organized around, 
is this an entry level chair? Is this mid range? Is this high end? How does like try as you're in the showrooms to think like what type of retail store would this be comparable to? So I can communicate that with my client because that's what you're, that's the selling perspective of buying wholesale is to be able to tell clients like this is a better quality than you would get at Crate and Barrel and it's at X price points or or this chair is cute for your formal living room that you're not like watching a movie in. Right. Like, so just make notes of like how you would. This is West Elm level or this is yeah. low use. Like this will be good mm-hmm. for, this is fine for like a side table in a nursery. It's not going to hold up really well as a cocktail table in your living room. Like. Yeah. So make that in mind. Because honestly, like you're going to get back and have 5,000 photos and be like, I don't even know. Why did I yeah. make these pictures? I don't even know what I'm I, I came back with a lot of notes about upholstery. Like mm-hmm. like lines. The, the like is is this comfortable? Is this firm? Is this like because a lot of brands have really varying degrees. Like forehands in general for like sofas and things, they are like to me an entry level, not very comfortable, pretty firm not going to last more than 10 years type of sofa. And then you go to other vendors and then like one of them that's not at Vegas, but one that I've been in is Varelin, Varelin, V-E-R-E-L-L-E-N. Anyway, theirs is like fucking top of the line shit, like sleeping on a freaking cloud, the angels are singing to you. And those are the types of notes you want to have for clients to tell them like, I've been in this furniture. This is what we're talking about. Is this a one hour piece of furniture or is this, I could spend five hours or more a day streaming Netflix in this piece of furniture. Right. And recover it. And it still would hold up and like, for sure. Yeah. We should run down some questions. We ask vendors. Cause we talked about it a little bit in our trade vendor process party episode but I feel like this is something that when you're at market makes a lot more sense than it does you know in theory like the practice Mm -hmm. is much better yeah so big hitters are opening order like what do they need if there's a minimum for you to buy from them yes also where do you ship from yeah, because that's going to make a difference on freight costs and shipping costs and the time that's like involved. Like, it's amazing. Like, if something ships from California or the West Coast, like, it gets here a lot faster, a lot less damage and lower costs. Yes. So that's a big one. Also, what what their pricing tiers are or how do you get their best pricing? It could be by volume each year. It could be based off of whether you're a retail like store location or not know how you get the best rates from them because you want to build that into your profit margin. If you can get a really good pricing tier. And if you know you want to sell more of that, then you need to just focus on it. So like from now on or for the next few projects, all my lighting is selling this this lighting. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get to that next year. And that's where you start building in profit. And then. So strategic, um, not just creative exactly i like to ask about damage rates and how vendors manage damages like who who does that go through do you have a rep do you have an online process honestly most people aren't going to be completely upfront like (laughs) our damage rate is 13 percent but i like watching how they respond to that question Mm -hmm. to really get the like what's the t because that starts to tell you something when they're elusive or if they try to redirect the question then you're like hey um oh everyone has damages right 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 well everybody has damages and we try to make it easy and you're like oh great i'm gonna be dealing with you all the time and it's not gonna be easy (laughs) like that's that's the you have to like give them the polygraph test of it but they may make it easy to do stuff they may not you just want to start asking those questions up front yes the reps will probably be there. So you can ask yeah. to see if you can meet your rep. Well, and I was going to say, I think it's going to be important that 
at least this year, to be sure to have appointments in advance. So before, when I was talking about our little list of schedules, it's going to be even more important to have actual appointments and maybe required. So definitely check ahead. We might have to have appointments to get into a lot of the showrooms, if not all of them. So that's something we had it had to do before. It's nice. It was a nice to have, but not must have. So yeah, the reps will be there and they may require appointments. Yeah. That's sort of when we're taking on the fly as things happen. And as you know, state, some of the guidelines will depend on what's happening in each state. Other questions for vendors. And I know this isn't always on everybody's top of their list, but if you want to talk about things around sustainability and supply chain would be where are your products made? Like, where are they coming from? And it might be multiple places. And I think it's really relevant right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like how is this made? Where is it made? How long is your average production timeline? Yeah, like, like if sustainability, out of stock, yeah. Sustainability is one part of it, but also the realities of COVID logistics. impacts are, things that come from overseas just are really hard to get and take a lot longer right now. So if it's yeah. US or Canadian made, it's a lot at a um, premium easier. Yeah. Yeah. What are they made of? If you want to talk about like some vendors really talk about like we don't we use sustainable forestry. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we manage the wood quality we're looking at, or these are all made from, you know, of our product is made from recycled material. Like those are questions that you can ask and companies that are using those materials will have an answer for you because they're using that as a selling point. So those are questions you can ask if you want to get into the ethics of it all and you want to find out more, talk about who are their employees, who manufactures their products, how are they treated, where are Mm. they? Some brands have some very compelling stories and others are living that sweatshop life. And <laughs> I, oh. that's what's happening. And or they we don't need to, know. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's true. Or they don't know. And you're like, oh, that's a problem. Like, yeah, you need to know who your people are. And I think when we're right now, like I'm telling you this, my next market, because we haven't been to a market since, since the George Floyd protest and the Black Lives Matter movement, we haven't been, or you and I haven't been back in showrooms, you better believe I'm looking around at who these employees are. And if all I see is a sea of boomer white women and old white men, I'm going to think twice about who I'm talking to. I really am. Because it's not enough to be like, oh, but we care. And then they just disappeared. Like, I need to see who their employees are, who their marketing people are, who their executives are, who their reps are. It's a lot of, you know, mar- why market's so white. Like, <laughs> yeah. We And we need to speak up if that's important to us and talk to people about Yeah, it'll that. be really interesting to see how that's changed over this past and year. And I don't want it to just be haven't... performative, but I want to no. see like, where where is that? Because a lot yeah. of these showrooms get to choose who they have in front of us. Yep. So well, they all do. They're yeah. They're in charge of their employees, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's also important to ask about other like retailers that they might sell to. Like mm. we know a lot of accounts that used to be wholesale only or to the trade only are now showing up at West Elm and Right Brighton Barrel, and that becomes they- really hard as a designer we can't compete with their purchasing power so a client can get something at the same or even a better price if they purchase through these retailers with free shipping it's it's a bummer because they're working against us yeah and i can't i mean look that's their hustle that's how they want to make money but it does harm us and you should know going into it like i can tell my client if they're totally obsessed with this Find out what your purchasing model looks like. Know how you're going to respond to that when someone says, oh, that's, you know, this is great, but I saw it at Pottery Barn. And you're like, okay, like, what's the value add? I know a lot of designers who handle that differently. Some will say, 
I'm not going to fight with the client if it's a piece that I would recommend. Or some of them say, I get paid no matter where they buy it because I'm the one who recommended it. So I make a fee regardless. That's going to depend on your business model. That's a whole bunch of other episodes. But mm-hmm. basically find out if they are selling to Just retailers. so you're not surprised. Yeah. You don't want to be shocked when the co- client tells you, I'm finding this at West like Elm. Like I know Forehand sells to West Elm and Pottery Barn. So I when, yes. before I propose it to a client, I'll go and make sure my price isn't crazy different. Crazy off. Yeah. And I'll just have to go in with my eyes open knowing that, okay, I'm going to make a little bit less of a margin on this because I'm trying to be slightly competitive, but I still want it. (laughs) Yeah. You want the profit margin in your pocket. And lately I have been having more upfront conversations with clients about like, Hey, I'm a small business. Like I make money off design fees and selling product. So if, if you want to go and support Mr. Pottery Barn, and fund their CEO's bonus, like, okay, but I am going to kind of give you the guilt trip of like, you're, you could also be helping me run my business. You could be supporting me and helping me pay for my nephew's college fund and instead yeah, of like putting it into someone's bonus. $20 difference. Totally. Show them a and little sad picture of Pasky going. Yeah, show them my starving dog, like Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background or like you can like, have a little pin with Cecily on it. Like, <laughs> but that's, I'm going to be real. Like if people want to keep putting this performance out there of supporting small business, they need right. to know that we're a small business, that this we're a is small how local we, business. Like we are like, a small local business. The money you give me money. stays in my local economy. I yep. support our local businesses with that money to pay my bills, to buy my groceries, to go to a restaurant, like, if you give it to, if you give it to the Williams Sonoma Group, that money's gone. It's in a corporate bank account, mm-hmm. out of state, out of our area, and yeah, sure, you pay some local salaries, you pay some local money, but that's not going to have the same impact. So that's we got to know our selling points. Yep, I agree. We should close with some final thoughts on networking. Okay. Give yourself some time to recharge. Market is going to be crazy. Know when you need to maybe not show up first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. enjoy a brunch with someone that you've met, take a minute to maybe take a little walk in Vegas or in market areas, like get outside for a few minutes because you're going to be in a mall all the time. Unless it's summer. Unless it's summer in Vegas, but like get, give yourself yeah, build space. Some, yeah, build a little bit of time. Talk to people in showrooms. Don't be shy. Like if you both were drawn to this amazing textile, mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, I saw that and it was amazing. Like this is your chance to strike up those moments in a natural way with other designers. The badge will tell you who they are, their design company, where they're from. Mm-hmm. This is a cool place. You Can might I schedule some of these meetups with other designers. Like if you follow uh, on like- IG. Yeah, that, I mean, again, that's how we met. Like, hey, are you going? Are you going? Okay, I'll go if you go. Right. And message each other, like, I'd love to connect with you. What days are you going? Give yourself an out. Like, Sean and I didn't, like, have any long-term commitments in case he didn't, like. (laughs) If I was a psycho or if I just didn't jive with the energy, it would be, like, cool. Like, you're not obligated to stay with me the whole time. Like, Yeah, or... (laughs) Other, or vice versa but yes or we ended up or like us we ended up like every meal every like come look at my room it's so cute let's get coffee are you going downstairs yes like it turned into that which no it turned into this so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> have um have yourself ready for that oh elevator speech a quick mm, it doesn't have to be super formal but like you're quick my name is Sean. I'm the principal designer for Renstead Interiors in Los Angeles. We work on residential design in the mm-hmm. X to X range of project. Like have it for reps, for showrooms, for other mm-hmm. designers. It just have your quick 30-second moment. And your business card. And yeah, a few business cards for people that you actually want to see, probably not for reps and trade because they're just going to scan your badge. They scan but you. For you don't people, need a ton, but it's good to have a few. Be ready to follow people on Instagram and 
ready to make friends. Come ready to yeah. know some other hot young people. We'll definitely be talking more about it if this is all going to come to pass. So please hit us up if you're going to go to Vegas and let us know if there's any questions. We're not experts by any means, but we're here to help. We are here to help. It's going to be fun. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. All right, done. Booyah. It's our anniversary trip. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Oh, no. Uh, I love that. I love this journey for us. I know. It's a real journey.